Okay, guys, so first, I mean, you can see those uh, map over here of the Sea of Galilee. And you can see the different sites around which are related to uh, to the time of Christ. We're talking about Hamad, Tiberias, Magdala, Genazareth. This is where we are now, which is basically that area, including Capernaum. Um, Chorazin, we mentioned before, but Saida is where Peter actually came from. Um, and then we have Kursi on that side. This is the area where um, <coughs> traditionally, again, I wouldn't say archaeologically, but definitely traditionally, uh, if you remember the story of uh, the, uh, Jesus took the boat to the other side of the lake and uh, he got into a man who was possessed by many, many demons. Yeah. And he actually took them out into the herds of pigs and the pigs actually ran into the lake. So that's the place. Again, I'm saying traditionally pointed out to be the place of that miracle. Um, we have archaeological movements over there going back to the time of Christ, but um, not necessarily that was the location. I mean, there is a big argument about it. We don't know. Uh, I would say most um, scholars would say that it was probably a bit farther south, where the land really reaches the whole way to the water, not course is like behind. So you need a place to be right by the water. But anyway, it shows you uh, the area. <coughs> and um, we're now in a place you can see named Tabha. And um, what's probably most, this place is most known for is the uh, what we call the multiplication. Just to give you a bit of a background, I guess you're all familiar with the story of uh, um, John the Baptist being actually beheaded and his head was given on a platter as a gift to Salon. Um, that's a big, big trauma, especially for Jesus. He hears about it. He, he's kind of in, in, in a big sorrow. And, and with this background, <clears throat> when Jesus heard what had happened, he was moved by a boat privately to a solitary place. So you can imagine if he's in Capernaum, he takes a boat and he goes, he tries to find a solitary place for himself to, to grieve and really to kind of uh, reflect. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. So you can really see how the lake is here, the, the road is here, and they follow him by foot. When Jesus landed and saw the large crowd, he had compassion on them and he healed their sick. As evening approached, as if he approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote area, a remote place, and it's <clears throat> already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, they do not, have to, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of, of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them to me, he said. <clears throat> and he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke their loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples. The disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those eight were, was about 5,000 men besides women and children. Now, of course, when you read it, uh, you can actually read it as a simple text. Nothing is impossible for God. So Jesus actually, through Jesus, God showed himself and actually 
committed that miracle to the people to really feed the 5,000 men besides women and children. Of course, we can speak of a spiritual food. Jesus actually provided these people with this spiritual uh, uh, um, life and spiritual kind of food, uh, which is not less important. Again, because when you do something which is meaningless for you, you don't put your heart in it, it's not, it's not really like uh, as meaningful. And, uh, and in many ways, I mean, uh, that's to show the faith. It means nothing is impossible for God. For instance, I mean, uh, not far from here, there is uh, one of the four holy cities of the, of the land of Israel. And the four of them, by the way, Jerusalem, Hebron, Tiberias, and Tzfat. These are the four holy cities historical cities of the land of Israel. In Tzfat, in the 16th century, lived a great rabbi over there. His name was Ari, and uh, that was his nickname. And every Friday afternoon, they used to welcome bright Shabbat in the fields, dancing, singing. And one of those Fridays, they kind of getting ready for their celebration, and he comes to his disciples and said, let's welcome this Shabbat in Jerusalem. What, would you, what do you think was the reaction of the disciples? Exactly, it's too late, we'll never, be, we'll never make it. It's far away. Let's go home to tell our wives first. What was his actually reaction to them, his response to them? If you just had the faith. So, I think there is a main message here to put our faith in God. I mean, Jesus gave these people, it's not just the fish and the bread, which is a physical food, but he gave them the hope, as we said before. He, he really fed them spiritually to be stronger, to be better people, to, uh, to believe in themselves, which is what we all need. You know, there's uh, Dr. Sue said about the child. The only thing a child needs is one adult to actually believe in him. That's what every child needs. We all need it. We're all children in, in many ways. And what's really amazing when you read the end of it, after everyone was eating, was satisfied. How many baskets full of leftovers have been picked up by the disciples? Well, what is the meaning of the number 12? The government of God. 12 tribes of Israel, right? 12 sons of Jacob. Means there is enough food, there is enough space and place under the wings of God for, for everyone, for all the 12 tribes. And then you keep reading a little bit further and you get to another story, right? He's treating the people actually... Um, then he went along the Sea of Galilee, then he went up on the mountainside and sat down. Great crowds came to him, bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, the, the mute, many others, and laid them at his feet and he healed them. And then it continues and eventually he goes, calls his disciples and said, I have compassion on these people. They've already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry. Or, or, or they may collapse on the way. The disciple answered, where could we get enough bread in this remote place to feed that, such a crowd? How many loaves do you have? He asked, seven, they, they replied, and how, and a few small fish. He told the crowd to sit down on the grass, and again, it's the same story, and then they all ate and were satisfied. Afterwards, the disciples picked up seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was 4,000 men besides women and children, etc., etc. How many baskets full were left over? Seven. seven. What is the number seven? Completion. 
Sorry? Perfection. Perfection. But in, if we try to actually make a comparison to the 12 baskets of the tribes of Israel, if you read from the Bible, it, say, it talks about the seven Gentile nations, the Amorites, the Hittites, etc., etc., seven nations which are not the Hebrews. And therefore, again, the message is that there's enough food, there's enough place in, under the wings of the Lord, not only for the 12 tribes, also for the seven non-Jewish nations, the Amen. Gentile nations. And, and I think Amen. when you take that food, the loaves and the fish, <laughs> symbolically they basically say you know if you just have the faith in God we all have enough food enough place and space to live under the under the wings of the supervision of God mm. and in many ways this is a very important place and again the, the location here is a traditional location because you could have taken the boat another 200 yards this direction or that direction but you can really envision in taking the boat from let's say Capernaum where it stayed Lent somewhere and he sees the crowd and he had this compassion on them and he actually started to teach them and, and, and the teaching and the food is actually one big message to all of us if we just have the faith in God I mean we'll be fed we'll be you know we'll have everything needed in order to, to live and to live well and uh, so that's 12 baskets 7 baskets I think symbolically the numbers are definite, definitely gives us some some Anyway, the church itself here, the original church was built back in the 4th century as a Byzantine church. So it's another Byzantine tradition along the main road dedicated to the story of the multiplication of the loaves and the bread. There was a renovation of the church back in the 6th century, which is still Byzantine period. And then the size of this church is more or less what the Crusaders built in the 12th century. By the way, this is something we can, you can find in most churches in, in Israel, in the, in the Promised Land. You have first church from the Byzantine period as Christianity became the formal, formal religion of the empire. Sometimes there is renovation, sometimes not. Destruction by the Muslims back in the seventh century. Rebuilt by the Crusaders back in the 12th century. Damage, destruction, Mamluks, Ottoman period. And then around the 18th, 19th centuries, churches started to be rebuilt after modern times, of course. Mm. So these are normally what you find in like the more important sites because every time Christians actually got back they wanted to rebuild those holy sites. This is exactly what we see here. The contemporary church is actually from the 20th century. Beautiful, beautiful design, very similar to uh, Byzantine basilicas of the 4th century uh, with uh, some, uh, I guess, uh, a twist of, of, of a 20th century modern uh, uh, architecture. Uh, I like it because it's simple. That's my personal kind of uh, taste, so I like it very much. You're, you walk inside and see, and wh while inside, normally they don't want me to guide, but I'm going to point out a mosaic floor. On one side, remnants of a mosaic floor from the original church from the 4th century, and in the center, one of the, a mosaic floor that became one of the symbols of the church, which is the two fish and the loaves of bread in a basket. Mm. 